The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Are You Afraid? Scream Queens, the unofficial Scream Queens internet radio show exclusively on Poppy Chulo Radio. Today is Sunday, September 27th, 2015, and I'm your host, Poppy Chulo. During tonight's broadcast, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of Scream Queens. Later on in the broadcast, get ready for a spoiler alert as we bring you the hit Fox series' casting scoops, spoilers, and ratings. Please welcome my co-hosts. She would never be caught dead sipping on a pumpkin spice latte. It's Priscilla. Hey! <laughs> or maybe she would be. Who knows? We'll never oh, know. gross. <laughs> Next up, he always likes to cuddle in bed with his stuffed frog plushie. It's Prince Rico Suave. What's poppin'? And I didn't die. <laughs> <laughs> so we think. And last but not least, everyone on campus is trying to get with him, including sorority girls and the dean. It's Wilson Dot Hammond Jr. Ah, what's the science, family? Awesome. So uh, the series premiere of Scream Queens has aired. A two-hour extravaganza. We're all here to discuss Scream Queens. So let's jump into the recap of episode 101, which was titled pilot, appropriately enough, and episode 102, which was titled Hell Week, both aired on September 22nd, 2015. So let's start off with the official synopsis of the episode. The girls of Kappa House are dying for new pledges. Kappa House, the most sought-after sorority for pledges, is ruled with an iron fist in a pink glove by Chanel Oberlin. But when anti-Kappa Dean Kathy Munch decrees that sorority pledging must must be open to all students, and not just the school's silver-spooned elite. All hell is about to break loose as a devil-clad killer begins wreaking havoc across the campus. So I want to get everyone's initial reaction to the episode. When the credits started rolling at the end of the two-hour series premiere, what were your initial thoughts? We're going to start off with uh, Prince Rico Suave. Honestly... I didn't, I, I'm kind of confused. I'm still kind of trying to see if I feel it yet. I'm still trying to figure out how I'm feeling about the whole episode yet. But overall, it was comical, which kept me drawn to it. And um, I like 
I like watching people die, so the whole murder part just kind of made it a little bit more intriguing for me. So right, as long Esther. as they keep killing people, as long as they keep kill, oh, I know. As long as they keep killing people, I'll be good. <laughs> Priscilla, your thoughts? Okay, um, I got a really big Heather's vibe off of it, and I love that movie. It's re, it's just chock full of satire, and I feel like. If you take it too seriously, like the jokes are really gonna like insult you. But it's a dark comedy. It's what kind of it's kind of what Glee should have been its first season. But um, I don't know. I loved it. It's funny. It's as as long as it keeps going that way, and as long as people keep dying, I'm hooked. <laughs> See, keep killing people. It's gonna keep it keep us all around. Just keep killing people. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Wilson, what did you think? What was your initial reaction? Well, I'm going to have to be in disagreements with my co-host here. I cannot stand this program. I get all the, you know, spoofy of the horror genre, and I see a lot of the Heathers, you know, vibe, and I get a lot of the Glee vibe. I love the snappy, you know, uh, dialogue. But beyond that and the visuals, it was uh, campy. It was cheeky. It was, it was, it was. It was too spoofy. It's like they it's like you just combined everything that you could think of that was terrible about all the genres and then put in a good cast of characters and hope it floats away. And it, it just didn't vibe well with me. Uh yeah, the main character, uh what's what's the girl's name? She's so forgettable to me because she's a jerk. Uh, Chanel, yeah, she, come on. Chanel. Chanel? Chanel one, two, and eighteen hundred of them. Yeah, Chanel is yeah, yeah. She it seems like every single scene. And every single monologue is set up simply for her to have some type of asshole one-liner. Maybe it's just me. But that's the vibe I'm getting. You know, it's, it's all right if you're drunk. But if you're sober and trying to watch it, it's no bueno. That's most of Ryan Murphy's shows, though. Like, <laughs> you're, you're, you're going to get that all the time. Like, he, he kind of gets stuck on writing this one person that seems to be what he wants to be. This sassy bitch terrible person like <laughs> and and if, if you don't like it tough because you're gonna get that with Nituck, you're gonna get that with glee you're gonna get that with with everything that he writes yes this much is true and I, I i think he did a good job of like making everyone how do i say it not they're not too deep the characters didn't go too in depth before they started getting killed off which is great that's awesome but when you get to like it it centers around her bitchiness just a little too much. It's it's a little, and like you said, maybe I'm taking it too seriously, but it's just, she's offensive. And we, I'm not even going to start on the first episode because that, it, oh, Jesus. She started off in like the first 10 minutes being totally off the wall. I, I wasn't expecting that at all. So maybe I just jumped the gun with the first two episodes, but when she called the, 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 the maiden Mammy, white Mammy, Ooh. I almost turned it off right there. Yeah, well, we'll be discussing Chanel in a couple of minutes, because I do want to go in-depth on the main characters, but uh, before Wait, that, Chanel. yeah, Chanel, but before that, uh, I really enjoyed the episode, uh, for the most part, uh, I'll say this, Chanel is a bitch, and I don't think she's supposed to be a likable character, because I didn't like her at all, to be quite honest. Uh, Emma Roberts seems to be sort of in this in this HBIC 
uh, role type of, she seems to be like typecast as that, which is interesting, I guess. Maybe it says a lot about her or maybe not. Who knows? Maybe she just knows how to play a bitch really well. I heard she was a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Really? It could be true. Who knows? Allegedly. But uh, but she seems to really fit into the role really well, so I'll give her props. She's doing a good job at it because uh, I, I believe she is supposed to be very unlikable. It's unfortunate that she is sort of like the protagonist, though, because you know, she's going to be in it a lot, and it isn't like when she was on Coven and she was the bitch, but it was um, more so an ensemble thing, and and the main character was much more uh, Jessica Lange's character, which you could almost say was a bitch as well, but uh, at least she was a likable bitch, but that's a whole nother story. But uh, I enjoyed the episode for the most part. I thought the deaths were fun. I thought it was very campy. It was very cheeky. It was very cheesy, and uh, the one-liners kept on... uh, flowing like waterfalls uh oh, you know, waterfalls. that was a good segue That's into the first part of the episode so the series set up a mythology that is uh I'm assuming something that's going to be explored throughout this entire season and the mythology takes place very 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 a very long time ago in the year 1995 when uh TLC had this fantastic hit called Waterfalls. Everybody remember the CGI that was music my video. Jam. It's a good song. I can't lie. It was good. And, you know, people, you know, they were doing the bounce in the, in the water and everything. It was fantastic. No, nobody. Mm. That's my jam. No props yeah. for Waterfalls and TLC. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wilson's like, I'm not trying to revisit 1995. Not trying to go back to 95. Exactly. Dude, but we're introduced. That was killer. Yeah, it, well, it was, literally. And uh, so we are introduced to the Kappa Kappa Tau uh, sorority house. And uh, apparently there's this secret that happens in the house that night. There's one of the uh, sisters who is pregnant and she gives birth in a bathtub. And, you know, the other sisters are sort of brought up and. Uh, shown what happened and uh, I mean they're all basically you know mean girls and you know these horrible girls because they don't seem to really care that uh, one of their sisters just gave birth in the tub and there's blood all over the place and that kind of thing you know they want to go back down to jam to waterfalls so after waterfalls is done they come back up and the teen mom had bled out but the baby seems to be fine Make a note of that. Uh, we saw in another flashback later on in the episode that uh, the uh, maid of the house, you know, was privy to what was going on, and they had called uh, the. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't believe she was dean at the time. I uh, assistant was, dean. She was an associate dean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they they brought in associate dean Munch into it, and so apparently she knows about the secret. What did everyone think of the opening scene and the flashbacks in general to 1995? Do you guys think this is a really interesting mystery? Do you guys like the mystery? Well, just everyone's just reaction and opinions on the flashbacks in general. Uh, Priscilla? It feels, well, 
if anyone watched MTV Scream, it kind of feels like that where they're bringing back like, oh my god, that the, the birth of the baby that's going to come back and is going to kill everyone because yeah. of a revenge plot. And I get that uh, Scream Queens is bringing back like a whole bunch of other horror tropes, but since it's so recent that MTV Scream did it, it feels kind of stale. So, I don't know. Hmm. That's a good point. Wilson? Well... I actually, that's the only part that actually kind of caught my attention was the draw, the flashback to 1995 and the girl being born. I'm like, where does she show up later? What what significance does she does she have? Like, like and she was the, that was the first death, and it was actually, it was kind of a weird situation because she was the first death giving birth. So it kind of set set play in motion in my mind, like. What exactly is going to happen in like episode six or episode seven? And in the meanwhile, I expect a bunch of people to get killed. But I'm wondering where the tie-in is going to be and actually how significant it's going to be to, you know, the entire first series. That Those flashbacks meant a lot. And it actually set up the stage of who the characters were in present time. It actually made the maid a totally different person. It made Dean Munch a totally different person. You had to look at everyone a slightly in a different view because at first you're like, oh, Dean Munch is all focused on getting things together and... Uh, the maid is just a lowly maid. Then you find out that they all have their hands in this plot. It just makes it a little bit more twisted. So I think that's probably the most interesting thing that I saw that happened so far. Prince? That's true. I didn't think about it that way. I just really had to agree. I just want to know what the role is. I really don't have really any other idea that hasn't already been talked about. I just want to know what the overall role is and who this baby is. Yeah, I kind of got the feeling it's Grace. But at the same time, it's like, maybe not, because she kept mentioning that her mother was alive for a few Like She died when she was young. She never said that she died when I was born. She died when I was young. So you kind of get this feeling that it's Grace that's the baby, but it's kind of like you're not really sure because she seems just a little too comfortable on campus to me. But yeah. she also said she was 18. And which, she said right. And That's she said true. that she knew her mom for uh, until she was two. I thought that Grace's mom was probably the girl with the brown hair because she said that my mom was a really like good person in the like and was always smiling like, which makes me think she was probably the only like good person in the sorority. Okay, see that could be interesting as well because that would mean maybe she doesn't know that she was sort of adopted in a sense. Mm -hmm. Ooh. That's a good theory right there, because that would fall into the timeline would sort of make sense, because then maybe, well, maybe she was lied to about her age, which, I mean, that wouldn't necessarily be that much of a stretch in a horror movie. Mm -hmm. So that would be interesting. Yeah. Now, my question is, because I'm not quite sure, when did Twilight come out? Because I noticed that they he mentioned that he took her, uh, her father, Grace's father, when they were going into the college. Yeah, that was her first PG-13 movie. It right. Have come out. <laughs> and that that was what two thousand what eight, nine. Uh, so that technically would put her right in two thousand eight. Yeah. So two thousand eight. That would make her twenty. Yeah. So maybe she lied about her age. Aha! The plot thickens. Did you notice that? Um, uh, as as soon as she entered, the song like "Darling, I Died," like. And starts right as like she enters the university. I thought that was funny. Oh, indeed, it did, didn't it? <laughs> wow, I'm ooh. It's really hard to say. Like we've got some guesstimations, but it's really hard to say who the killer is. I think I got a good idea, but 
This show, I, I can't, I can't, see, there are some things, as much as I complained about it in the beginning, there are some things that are very interesting about the way the show is set up. It's not poorly written. It's written well. It's directed well. The visuals are perfect. It's a slick, it's, it's, it seems well put together. It seems like they focused and did a good job. I just feel like if maybe if they had taken that same amount of determination and put it in another show, it may have come off a little bit better. It just, yeah. I don't know. It just, it just screams, scream and Glee smashed together. I mean, and I know that's exactly what it is, but it, it seems so overt that, hey, we also wrote Glee. It's like, kind of like, it's super obvious that you, like, the kind of your pattern. It's kind of, I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, that's understandable. And and unfortunately, I think that's that's sort of the point, but I think they're trying to send up both of them and trying to create their own original world, which I, I would say some elements work, some elements don't, and we'll be discussing that. And uh, let's talk about the first element of the series. Let's get into the characters, and uh, let's just talk about the Chanel's in general. Mm. First off, we have Chanel number one. Mm-hmm. We have her minions, Chanel number two who's played by Ariana Grande. We have Chanel mm-hmm. number three, who's uh, who's kind of like, I don't know how, what you would call lost. her. Lost? She's kind of a little lost, isn't she? We have Chanel number five, who's the suck-up that wants to be Chanel number one. And we also learned that there was a Chanel number four who But she's got, dead. Yeah, she's dead. <laughs> she got meningitis. Because she didn't listen she to Chanel number she one. Stayed and she would have been alive, but she left and now she's dead. Exactly. So let's the, let's discuss the Chanel's. What did everyone think of the Chanel's? Uh, we know that you love them. Hilarious. We know that Wilson loved them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, wait, wait. Chanel number two is hilarious. Well, no, really? I'm sorry. Yeah, she's beautiful, but she needs, she lacks in the titty and ass department, and she looks like she's two. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I feel like Jared from Subway. Allegedly, I looked at her. Oh, oh. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I like my freak. Well, we've got one less problem without her. Well, I will say. (laughs) One less, one less problem. Oh man! I mean, I think she was probably the funniest. Like she had the funniest death so far. Absolutely, I thought that was the most comedic. I. Yeah, but her acting was flat as hell. Like she get, she's come out in Salmon Cat and Victorious, and she's she's played the idiot before and plays the idiot all the time. And like she's she's funny, but this one she did nothing. Like she, yeah, she's just there. Yeah, they did they did promote her overly well. Like she was gonna be a big part of it, just for her to not be a huge part of it. Well, I have some news on that in the spoiler section, but I won't ruin it right now. All I know is, if we, I guess we're not there to that part yet, but we know one guy already came back, so I think this is going to be one of those shows where people aren't actually dying. They just come up missing after they should be dead. Pop back like sunflowers. I think that's when you're going to find out, like, alliances. You're going to figure out who's really trying to do this and what the whole point of it is and all kinds of bullshit, because... Yeah, you're right. Without, you know, spoiling anything, people do tend to pop back up in. Another Pretty Little Liars? Oh, God, I love Pretty Little Liars. (laughs) I can't wait till it comes back. Prince is A. (laughs) I am A, except I didn't get the whole sex change. But yeah, I'm so A. There you go. So Chanel's, uh, 
did everyone like Chanel number five? Do we think that she has her own hidden agenda? I love Ooh. Chanel number five. I like that. Abigail Breslin, I can't even tell that she was like like Little Miss Sunshine. Like, holy crap, she's a really good actress. Like, and I feel so bad for her. She she she's the smartest out of all of them, but she gets like shit on all the time. You know, because you know why her sister is like a slut. So I thought that was part. Like, I thought that was kind of the setup, like to kind of reinforce the superficiality of, of Kappa Kappa Tau. Like all the Chanel's. I mean, first of all, Chanel number five. Her name was, that was the first time I laughed. When she said, I'm Chanel number five, I almost died. I was like, wow. Like, they just, they had to go there with the Chanel number five, didn't they? Then <laughs> Chanel, I mean, it's, it was perfectly timed. But you can see that she's mostly the most intelligent, and that's the reason why she's at the bottom. Like, if she was an airhead like Ariana Grande, she would have been at top. And I think that's part of the reason why she might, that she, I don't know, that kind of leads us into who might be the killer. But she's got some, she seems like she's got some stuff up her sleeve. Like she's not there for all the same reasons as everyone else. And that's why it's so hard for her to fit in. See, I don't know if she's in the bottom See, I or didn't not. Think that was either. I think it was just how she got picked because they tried to make a Chanel number six. And also, like, if she's in the bottom, why is she the one that there that's always given the the task of like, hey, I'm gone. You handle like the leadership role while I'm gone. That's true. Well, I, the way I look at it is like this. You always, the teacher, when they leave the classroom, always hands it off to the person that they know is going to tell on everybody else in the classroom. And it's kind of like that. Like, you may not necessarily be my favorite, but I know that you're going to come back and tell me everything that happens in the house. Or maybe she's just prepping her to take her role when she leaves. But why? why? Is that, that's, not, that's not the history of Kappa Kappa Tau. Like, there's, at least for as far as we know, like, each head of the house has been a complete bitch to the next one that's coming up. And that's the and that's, it's almost like a rite of passage to be treated like shit. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's not good to give it to the one that looks like her brain's leaking out of her ears if it weren't for the damn earmuffs. Like, uh. <laughs> well, I was just about to say we haven't really spoken about Chanel number three. Did she make an impression? Except she's... that she's a slut and she has STDs. No, not really. <laughs> she's a. She's got HPV. Get it right. Whatever. <laughs> She's Three letters idiot. I don't want next to my name, so yeah. <laughs> she wants to skate on a poo. <laughs> on poo. Oh my god. She's dumb as hell. And I don't know why she keeps wearing those goddamn earmuffs. It looks like hot as hell out there. Why? It's a fashion statement. I don't know. Yeah. So, so we've all been avoiding talking about her. Chanel number one, your thoughts? I love her. Like, I... I loved Emma Roberts when she played the bitch on American Horror Story. So, I don't know. I kind of... If you remember Mean Girls, like, the Regina George, like, she's the most interesting person there because she plays the bitch. Like, the bitch is interesting to watch. Like, so, yeah, watching the Queen Bee is fun. She is interesting to watch. I'll say she was a much more likable bitch on American Horror Story Coven. Here, I have a feeling they're going to have to do a lot of redemption if they're going to turn her around and make her likable before the season ends. Because Agreed. she's she, whiny. She was yeah. really bad. Like as not bad as in acting, but just like she was just a bad person mm-hmm. throughout those two episodes like mm-hmm. that whole scene where she was 
you know, she got broken up with, and then she, you know, she broke up with the guy, and then she, you know, she came crawling back, and then he broke up with her. Like, I didn't feel any empathy. Do you necessarily no. have to? Do, do you necessarily have to redeem someone though? Like Jessica Lange's character in like American Horror Story season one, she's a bitch. She, you never redeemed her. She was always a bitch. She, she actually, but, but, I kind of felt she was a little bit redeemed at the end of the first season. I think the one she wasn't redeemed in the most was probably Coven. But you loved her anyway. Like that's like it's all it's fun to like. But that's because I'd sleep with her. There's a difference. <laughs> <laughs> there. There you go. Yeah, yeah. There's a big difference. That's all. I, that's all I was thinking. I was like, yeah, like her. Emma I'd Roberts sleep is with Jessica Lane's characters. See, Jessica Lane's characters are evil, but I'd sleep with them. Like her in this <laughs> role is like evil but annoying. Maybe it's because she's dressed like Big Bird most of the time, though. There you go. Wow. Good grief. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Emma is killing the role. I mean, like she's she's killing the role, like, and she's doing an outstanding job. Ugh, like. Always like, how did you get like this? Always, we know you've killed at least one person, and we know you've maimed at least another, and she's gone missing. The, the only way she could possibly be redeemed is if she saves three or four people right before they kill her in the most gruesome, hilarious way of any episode of any season that they created this show. That's the Which only way she probably will. Maybe who knows? Maybe I don't know. Let's she's have to like. Bro- in a teacup or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. Well, we all know what Wilson will be dreaming about tonight. But let's move away from the popular girls or the quote-unquote popular girls and let's talk about the quote-unquote misfits. And we'll talk about the main one, Grace, Grace Gardner. What was everyone's reaction, initial reaction or opinion on the character of Grace Gardner? Uh, no. I felt like... Sh- I, I- She's like the heroine, right? And she's so boring. Like, Skylar Samuels, like, is... Like, if this was a box office, she'd be box office poison. Like, she's so boring. (laughs) All of her scenes, I'm just like, I'm so bored. Please, just, like, switch the channel. Like, I I, I don't like you. There's nothing magnetic about her. Aw, I liked Grace. I was rooting for Grace. I was like, what's her name? Hope? Chastity? (laughs) Fuck. The virgin. Yes. She was going to go to third base with him. She was. All At the least, you know, she gave him the FYI. You know what I'm saying? Gentlemen, <laughs> did you guys have a better impression of Grace? Grace is very blah. Very much blah. She seems like the type of woman that you have sex with and she doesn't move while she's on top. Oh, <laughs> yeah, she doesn't, she doesn't make you be like, oh, I'm rooting for her. It's more like, you know, I kind of wouldn't mind if you ran around the corner and tripped and saw the Red Devil and like, just like he didn't just he just chose not to kill you because it's like not worth it. Like, I'd rather go kill the other little retarded girl than to kill you right now. <laughs> you know, like something oh, like know, she, she doesn't. She's cute and she's like, but that's it. It's like she's very blah, very plain and tall. Prince. I don't know. I thought she thought she was Nancy Drew for a second. I. I was she like, was no, kind of Nancy Drewish. Yeah, she's like Nancy, but in a Drew. good she way, and like the 2015 no. way. I don't know if that's the case. She needs to set her little ass down. <laughs> she, she's, she's like she, the, the, she's like the perfect example of the person that hears the noise and runs towards it. Like, no, you dumbass. Ah, no, exactly, exactly. 
Like, she's one of those. And it's like, listen here, Velma, sit your little ass down, put your glasses back on, and see your way out of the fucking picture. <laughs> see, she's the one that makes me think it might be her dad doing it all. Ah, interesting. Hopefully that doesn't yeah, spoil yeah, stuff in the future, Wilson. Hopefully it doesn't. It's just a guess. It's just, it's yes. just a record. It just seems like she's a little too, like, drawn to the whole situation. You know, I will get on to the other girls. The other girls made mention of certain things and every and like those flashbacks that they had, they, they kind of said things to point towards Grace. And I don't, that's why I keep looking at Grace. But I, I don't know. Like, I know she's kind of got like this whole center focused thing about her. But there's something about her you know, specifically like she's got a hand in it somehow. She may not be actually moving like a moving piece, but she's somehow part of actually why people are getting knocked off. Okay. Oh, absolutely. Because it's like, why did he like just stare at her at the beginning while those three creepy chicks were singing? Like, come on. <laughs> they were part of the initiation or something. They were part of they're the white creepy. party. They're, dra- they're, they're, they're dressed in white. The white slash white three party. creepy chicks. <laughs> the, most, the most offensive party the ever. Creepy. White slash white party, white or wear white, be white. What kind of random? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was totally random to me. That was a sidebar. Yeah. <laughs> freaking random. But I think she's got a hand in it. Like she's the reason why people are getting killed. If she didn't go to Wallace University, no one would be getting killed this year. If she never went to college, her dad wouldn't kill everybody. But well, we don't know that yet. But maybe. Who knows? So okay, so let's talk about the other She makes playlists. Her dad's yes. the killer. I make playlists. I love playlists. Oh. I make playlists too. Oh. That just means you hey. guys are, have potentials to be killers. No. Right, right. <laughs> let's let's move into the other misfits. So let's let's name them by name. First up, we have Hester, quote unquote, neck brace, Ulrich. We also have Zay. We have Zay Day Williams. We also have Jennifer, who is a candle fetishist. Candle plugger. Yes. We also have Sam, who is predatory les. And then we also have Tiffany, who is deaf Taylor Swift. Ooh. <laughs> yes. So. I did do Tiffany. That was fucked stuff. They did Tiffany dirty, and she was like, I'm just thinking at the top of my lungs. The haters oh, gonna hate, 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 hate. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, my God. I was sitting there watching her get, like, buried, and I was just like, oh, my God, I can't stand this bitch. Can you please kill her off? And when that happened, I was like, oh, my God, I love this show. They killed her off just as I was hating her. Yes, I'm going to continue watching this. Speak up, Priscilla. Oh, yeah, okay. No, 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 that's what she said. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) It went over Priscilla's head, but it's okay, just like the lawnmower did. Sorry. Wow. Can you guys speak up? I Haters can't hear hate. you. <laughs> messed up. I just did. That. No, that ha- that was the most messed up line ever. I can't hear you. Can you guys speak up? You're deaf. You're not <laughs> <That's so funny. laughs> like, like, What do you mean, speak up? You can't hear them anyways. <laughs> the misfits are like if the if this show was Super Mario, the misfits are Goombas. Like they they don't even need to be. In the show, are you sure? I love the Misfits more. I do. Prince love the loves more Hester. Than I love they're punching bags. I, they're just run. They're just they're running gag line. 
But Hester knew a lot about disposing a body, yeah. and she looked at <laughs> Chanel number five inside of that ice locker box really suspiciously when she's like, leave the ice box open just in case, like, she follows us out. Like, she gave a really weird look, so I wouldn't yep. be so, sh- like, so sure to just dismiss them. Yeah, but Zayde also knew a lot about, like, previous murders, the previous murder that had happened, though. I mean, it, it, I just feel like the like they they have a point there, but they're still punching bags. Like they're just like Goombas. They still bring you points, but they're just there to get beat on. They just they just they set up other things for the main characters. And I know that's the whole point. But the main character, I mean, yeah, it's but- like literally like it's volley and it's just a volley. They just throwing it up there and just that just reminds me. Sorry, but like um, one of the things that Grace mentioned at the very beginning is like this university is so safe. I'm like. I googled it. I'm like, did you not Google the fact that some person got spray tanned to death? Right. Like, oh what God. the right. fuck? Yeah. Like, your Google foo sucks. Like, maybe she binged it instead. I think so. Ooh, yeah, maybe. Because you know, Bing's not that great. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. We might not have to put that on air. We may need them to endorse us one day. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> might need those. Wow. Might need those. <laughs> Cut that out. I liked that Hester, I liked that Leah Michelle was playing against type, because I think yeah. a lot of people were worried that she was going to be stuck in this Rachel Berry from Glee sort of typecast type of thing, and she's like the complete opposite of Rachel Berry as Hester. I still kind of get a Rachel Berry. She, she she still plays a geek role. Like I feel like she's always going to be the geek. Like She's going to be the geek and being kind of hot later on. Like I feel like the Chanel's going to remake her and remake a lot of the pledges that survive, and she's going to be hot eventually. Or she's going to be the chick that takes over next season, and she's the head of the sorority. What the hell are they going to do? House bunny style? Is that neck brace going to fall while she's jogging after the guy yes. that she likes? All right. You keep saying next season, fine. though. You guys keep saying next season, and it befuddles me. Next season? Are you sure? I wouldn't be that. Sh- I wouldn't be so set on that unless they've already bought into it. Because I'm not digging it yet. I want to say. I want to say the way Ryan Murphy is able to Murphy can cast the way he casts. That's what's going to get him. It's the people he casts. It's not going to be because of his story of how it's going to go. I feel like if he gets the next season, it's because of how well he casts and who wants to work with him. Yeah. And who he can get to the next segment of a horror story. And he does have a lot of people that really enjoy working for him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I'm like, come on, you got Jamie Lee Curtis to be on the TV series, the original Scream Queen, to be on this new Scream Queen series. If she's signing right. on to it, you got to think somewhere down the line, this is going to be a lot better than the first. And I think that's why they gave us two hours instead of one, because they knew if they just gave us that first pilot, a lot of people wouldn't sign on. What the hell else was she doing? Dan in commercials? Exactly. Well, let, let's talk about the Dean, played by Jamie Lee Curtis. We have Dean Kathy Munch. What did everyone think of the Dean? I love well, I love she, Jamie Lee Curtis. Because we have the yep. Dean, and she starts off, she seems very much like she's caring about the students. Then we learn that she's blackmailing the students that are on academic probation and getting them in bed. And then she's getting kind of little sexual predatory with uh, Grace's father. And then we also that look that she gave at the end when, when uh, she saw Grace's father going yeah. with uh, someone else to get some coffee. Mm-hmm. Well, see, I like her because you know what? She pulled Chanel number one in her office and said, I hate sororities and I hate you. So this is what we're going to do. <laughs> Come on. She's upfront and honest. I 
Love that. She's she out bitches the main bitch of the show. She went toe to toe with her. That was good. Like that. That she spits fire. Like that. That yeah, was that, awesome. That first exchange was pretty awesome. I I just think why you know it takes a lot to hate something. You know why do you? Like, they never. We never. We, we don't really know why you hate the sorority so much yet. I mean, you say why you hate them from a a, a clinical standpoint. From I'm a dean of the school, but when did she ever really express why she hates and then you go back and do does all this other backhanded things i mean you're kind of like like you're not she's not being upfront about anything like yeah she's out bitching everybody but how do you get to the point that you hate something like she's clearly got other motives yeah. to get you know and like it's, it's clear she's got other motives well i just figured she hated chanel because chanel's a rich little snobby bitch who thinks her money is gonna buy her way out of everything and i think that's probably why her hatred for chanel for the sorority is probably probably the bullshit they put her through with the fucking having to cover up the baby bullshit you know what i mean like i kind of feel like they kind of maybe dabbled on it a bit when they tried to introduce her to that whole bathtub scene because remember at the beginning they're like all right bathtub scene and then later on they're like bathtub scene yeah here's the dean here's the dean and why Did are they covering up so many murders? They cover up that many murders? Is, is it really necessary to cover up that many murders? No police? I know it's... Well, you got Niecy well, Nash. Well, did What's you notice? I was waiting she's on her. <laughs> yeah, we'll be discussing <laughs> her in a minute. We'll be Did, discussing her in a minute. Did you notice something about the Dean, though? Right after um, her like little scene with Chad, she looked in the mirror for a brief second and she's like, it's not the worst thing you've ever done. And she turned on a, like her attitude completely changed, which makes me think there might be something completely different. Maybe a split personality. I don't know. Like they are going super horror movie tropes here. So yeah. Cause she was very prim and proper and then she got very horny around the father. Like her <laughs> boobs were all out and all practically, she, you know, she was like, you know, let me breastfeed you. Yeah. So- there's like two sides to her. <laughs> My whole thing's about that. She, she had epic what? monologues, though. Major props on the monologues. I'm glad you guys touched on that because I'm like in my head. I'm like looking at her and I'm like, you know what? It'd be awesome if she's the killer because it's like original Scream Queen turned killer. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be it's like so epic. Like I'm hoping that's kind of like how it's going to end because like that would just make the whole series for me. But like if it just came, if it were that simple, would, don't you think a lot of people would be really pissed off? Like, uh, it was her all along? Like, seriously? Like, her? It like, would come ex- on, man. It would explain why, in, why she knew right away that someone was in her office and, like, got him the fuck yeah. out and said, mind your own business. Well, and that's another, they, they're doing a great job with the writing. He, he wasn't the best spy either, you know. <laughs> Yeah, that window scene was fantastic. Yeah. When he cut the slice into the never window. Never send a Latina to spy work. Sorry, guys. I hate to say it. <laughs> I hate to say it's about my own kind, but never send a Latina to do spy work. This is why you never see Latino spies. That was fantastic, though. When he, he like, perfectly <laughs> cut the, the window. The, not the window, the door. The glass in the door. And then he, like, tried to open it. And then, blah, 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 blah. 
Everything broke. It was epic. Let's move into him. Pete Martinez. He's the local barista and uh, newspaper editor. And apparently a love interest, sort of, for Grace. He's also the... He does a lot. He's a barista, he's the newspaper editor, and he's also one of the mascots. He's the, he's the Red Devil at, um, at the sports game. He also apparently stalked or fell in, deeply in love with Chanel and and that kind of thing. Was Pete suspicious to everyone? What did everyone think of Pete? Is he just, you know, a really nice guy, you know, right place, wrong time? He's a red herring. I said red herring. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> okay, um, D-May, red herring. <laughs> Outstanding. What does that mean? He that that means that he's just he looks super super suspicious, but it's too easy for you to think that he's the bad guy. He's not. Basically, it's a it's a oh, riding you know trope. You know, they dangle him in front of you so that you're like, oh, he's the killer, he's the killer, but he's really not. I feel like they're all kind of red herrings, though. I feel like every time with this show, you're gonna start to notice with the commercial breaks that everyone's gonna make a suspicious face at the end of it to make it look like they're the killer. Because I've seen so mm-hmm. many suspicious faces within this premiere that I'm like, okay. I think so Priscilla's is making a suspicious break, face right now. I think she's the killer. <laughs> like, I think yes. at every commercial break, someone <laughs> glances at the camera with a suspicious look on their face that just kind of makes them a target. That's true. But that, that's what makes like, it interesting. Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, because like, even Jamie Lee Curtis, when Gigi and the dad drove off, she had that evil look in her face like, what the fuck? You're taking my man. And then so- Exactly, and then someone died right after. <laughs> I I think she's just like a freak. I think well, she's taking it. She's just really horny, and she's taking it to the hilt. And every just like everything else in that in that in this little make believe town, like that she's taking it to the hilt. Like she's just a super cougar. I just think she's super horny, and she's doing whatever it takes to do what she got to do to get her some D. She, you know needs, I mean? she needs grown man penis. If yeah. she's if she's the killer, then she's basically said that Grace and her father have like base, have plot shield. They're fine against her. She's not after them. She's after yeah. Them. That was an interesting line, wasn't it? When she was talking to the father, she was like, "Oh, Grace, you know she's gonna be fine. You know nothing's gonna happen to her." Yep. Hmm. Totally paraphrasing what she said, but that's basically what she said. And I was like, maybe, "Why the hell is she saying Jamie, this?" Uh, maybe the dean is. Actually, hi. Maybe she. That's maybe that's part of her little scheme, and you know, and messing with all the uh, the academic probation kids. Maybe she's got one of those people actually out there. I mean, and then man, now I'm thinking about the show again. God's well, made sway. See, I'm thinking about it like based on the death because wow. it's it's kind of more on like how the Red Devil interacts with them before he kind of kills them. It's kind of what's making me try to figure out who it could be because it's like it's more of the actions that are similar, like. Right now, if we want to get down to the technical, I already have my person in my head right now who I think it is. Well, hold mm-hmm. it for a second oh. there, buddy. Oh. 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 I know. Damn. Hold I'm it for a second. I'm just letting it be known that I, I have the idea of who I think it is based on Okay. Action. Well, that's good People to know. Action. Thank you for sharing that you have the idea. We all have ideas too, right? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. So continuing on with the characters, uh, I'm going to lump them together just because they were always almost kind of together, minus that, uh, the the couple of scenes that he had with Chanel. Let's talk about Chad 
Radwell, and let's talk about Boone. What did you guys think of Chad and Boone, members of the Dicky Dollars Scholars? <laughs> Chad can't be with garbage uh, so Chad <laughs> and Boone are amazing. <laughs> um, Wonder Twin so, Towers activate. I so date Boone. <laughs> it's not even a question. Boone. What? Would you be okay oh. with this little frog toy, too? Yeah, because I sleep with a teddy bear, so it's okay. And I just said that on air, so everybody knows now that I sleep with a teddy bear. Yeah. Okay. We all know. But it's Is okay. it a Build-A-Bear? It's okay. It's a Build-A-Bear, so it costs money. What's the bear's <laughs> name? Um, his name is JP, Junior Patches. His cousin's name is Patches, and he's a dog. Well, Indeed. then... That was a the, lot of information that I did not need to know. <laughs> <laughs> the Build-A-Bear can talk, and the little frog obviously croaks, so they can be friends. And Exactly. My Build-A-Bear does talk. He says, you want to play? <laughs> Perfect. I don't know why he does that, though. It's kind well, of creepy. <laughs> on Chad, I think they play Chad up to be, like, he could almost be, he's got that yeah. personality where he, he's playable. Like, he's one of those guys that you could just pretty much make do whatever you want to do. He's Like, he's a perfect little dumb minion. You know, he's so full of himself that if you pump him up with enough gas, that he'll do whatever you tell him to do. So any one of them women there could easily manipulate him with a little bit of snapper. You know what I'm saying? I don't so, think he's manipulated by women. I think he manipulates them. I'm not getting that vibe from him yet. Like, he might, you might deal with a lot of women, but if, if that's all you talk about, then you have insecurities. <laughs> Mommy issues. <laughs> obviously. Issues. As the kids that's would say, obviously. He has issues anyways and. And it's like, you know what I mean? I feel like he's not getting played by these women. I feel like with his little psychology that he's taken, he's actually reverse psychology in them. He's playing them and thinking that, giving them the power in their head. Because like what he did with um, Chanel, when Chanel broke up with him, he was like, oh, we could get back together. And he's like, okay, you know what? I accept your apology. And he's like, yeah, but now I'm breaking up with you so that he can regain the power. Mm-hmm. Cause I think, like when Chanel took power from him, he didn't know what to, he didn't know what to expect. He's used to being in control. So when she's like, "Oh, I'm breaking up with you," he was like, "What? Wait, what? What?" Hey man, I know this is a show, but if you lay the pipe, you lay the pipe. There's no need for all that power games and playing. If he was actually doing what he said he was doing, with and it, he obviously ain't slinging no wood because he wouldn't have to be doing what all he, what all he's doing. That's all I'm saying. He wouldn't That's have to. Oh, well, and also, and I believe the dean mentioned that he doesn't know how to do it. There's a lot of extra yeah. stuff in there that he's like, he, and then his little butt buddy who let who he let touch on him and shit. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I I don't I don't I don't quite know. Like he, he I'm not getting a masculine vibe, and that's okay. But he, like, and that's I, I think that's part of his thing. I think that's maybe the reason why he can be. You more don't get the masculine vibe. The guy's like no, everybody loves me. I don't feel like masculine. I don't feel like the masculine vibe is not going to be from him though. I feel like it's going to be from a character that we're going to see in the next episode. Oh. Um, I did think we get it's a peek be, of him? Yeah, we did. He the was one like that one said the, I'm going to get pissed? I think, is that the black one? Yeah. yeah. He's, he's yeah. the one that, with the British accent at the very beginning. Like, at the, at the very I front think, of the squad. I think it's going to mm-hmm. be like the black one that when they realize the body. And they all, like, scream together for a second when they yeah. realize that. Uh, yeah. I think, but I think he's going to be the more masculine one. I feel like, um... That was the best Chad's line, role is- He was like, "Let's, I'm going to get pissed. And they're like, you're going to get angry? That's the way. We're supposed to get drunk. I'm like, oh, God, people, really? <laughs> I feel like, um... Chad's role is to be the rich, um, college kid. Like, he's he depicts what, like, 
how college kids are depicted, like in, you know, all TV shows, like he's the one that's sleeping around. He's the big man on campus. He's the rich kid. Like everybody wants to be like Chad's friend. And I think that's what he's supposed to depict. I feel like everybody has their like little role on what they're supposed to depict in this. And that was his like, you know, um, mm-hmm. the gay kid. He's the big man on campus. She's the head bitch in charge. Those are her little minions. And then each of her minions are broken down. There's the slutty one. There's the dumb one. The <laughs> smart one that just kind of takes backseat. And then, like, I, I think it's supposed to be one. like... Yeah, it's supposed <laughs> to be... I think the whole 1995 feel at the beginning was to show you that even though it's 2015, some of the aspects still apply. It all so that's, comes back so around. I mean, like, Zayday's the token black. I hope not. Please not, because yeah. then she dies, and I want her to yeah. stay. I love her. She's gonna, she's gonna die. No, no, I feel like she's the smart one. Out. The tampon like, out of Chanel number one. She better get like her episode good. money while she can, because she'll be dead soon. She's the smart one. I feel like she might not, because she's just don't. Or, or if she is, she's gonna be the one that doesn't go down without a fight. Like it's not gonna be an easy death for her. It's not gonna be just Jada because... Pinkett in Scream Two. Yeah. Yeah. So let's finish up with the last couple of characters that we haven't really discussed. We have Grace's father, Wes Gardner. We have Gigi Caldwell, the sorority chief. And we have, I mean, how can we not talk about her? We have Denise Hemphill, played by Nisi Nash. Yes! The best line ever, and I'm going to quote it right now. These are three rules to stay oh safe. <laughs> Number one, if you're in danger, you scream Denise Hemphill's name. Number two, if you don't get a response from Denise Hemphill, it's because she's not there. So you call 1-866-KLJ-0199. I didn't try the number, so I don't know if it's a real number, but somebody out there should try it. And then number three, if no one answers, you get the hell out of there. <laughs> So let's talk about Denise, let's talk about Wes, and Gigi. I seriously thought you were going to sing the song, Denise is my name, security (laughs) is my game, I gotta watch these white girls so I can get paid. That was, I fucking died. (laughs) Denise brought life to the show, oh my god, I was waiting for her, and I was like, damn, the whole first episode, I'm like, where's Denise Nash? I'm going to wait here girl. at the door. Oh, my God. Yes, yo. She's like, you know what? Shonda, Shonda, I'm going to go oh, back Shondell. to get Shondell. <laughs> Shondell, Shondell why are you going to knife in your neck? <laughs> what? She pushed the girl out. I need my cold. inhaler, Shondell. No, I love the, the joke that can be really skipped really like quickly. is like, nothing bad's happened at a Best Buy parking lot. And oh, my God. <laughs> that shit was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag <laughs> accurate. <laughs> Hashtag cereal. Um, <laughs> wait, no, that's not true. Because um, Best Buy in Boston, people have been gotten robbed. So <laughs> <laughs> stuff happens in Best Buy. <laughs> Just not everywhere. I don't know where they're at. Where are they? <laughs> where, 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 where's their campus located at? Like where? I don't know. Like what? rich people. <laughs> like this. This is a nice neighborhood. I don't know. Yes. So that's what I'm trying to figure out. Where's their campus from? Like, because that's not a place I want to visit. <laughs> I don't know. I think that kind of adds to the whole the whole cheeky feel of the whole thing. You don't know really where. Yeah, that is. I would assume it's like the Northeast, yeah. especially if they're talking about autumn and that kind of thing. You don't really hear people talking about autumn on the West Coast. 
It can be anywhere. Pumpkin spice lattes are freaking everywhere. So. Right? Oh my god, they, they're probably right, Massachusetts. We, right, let's make this Basically. clear. That's the last time we will talk about pumpkin spice or anything pumpkin spice related. Okay, that's, that's good. I, I will agree. Yeah, that's, a, that's a basic white girl drink. I'm sorry. Unless someone gets killed with it, which is likely with the show. Wow. Yeah, it could wow. be. Yeah, because you know how scolder and hot she wanted it. I was hoping he was going to burn her mouth. <laughs> that's true. Oh. Basic. I still wanted her to burn her mouth. I was like, oh, this little bitch. That's too funny. What about Gigi? Is, what did everyone think of Gigi? She's stuck in the 90s. Gigi needs to fucking get a reality check and come back into like the She's 2000s. dressed like uh, Jesse from Saved by the Bell. Yeah, yeah. That's who it is. Bingo. Couldn't get my. T- I'm waiting for her to pull out a fanny pack. But uh, no, I loved her line. She's like, I'm from a fourth tier law school in the Caribbean, so that means that I'm a pretty smart cookie. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I died. I'm just like, Hashtag blessed. Oh, you're so dumb. Nassim Pedrad plays her really well. I'm like, thank God yes, they got it's you. Extremely gorgeous. I'm like, and I'm like that. I needed someone like older and gorgeous looking because i'm like kiki palmer's hot i'm like you know i gotta think for jamie lee curtis i gotta think for old lady i don't know why i just flirt with everybody you love so. miss bean but i need someone like in that middle. Poor Ms. Bean. we you haven't know, talked about miss bean let's well let's let's sort her. of recap the deaths we had first up yeah. we had the sorority girl from 1995 then she did Oh, yeah. Sorry. I thought it was, like, the, the head sorority girl. I'm like, she didn't die, did she? No, she we just had the one in the tub. So she bled out. And, and we then, had then we had Miss Bean, allegedly. She um she got her face in... Uh, in um, Poppy, spray tan. Spray yes. tan lady. She's at least that. very vague. Spray tan lady She's didn't a- die. Oh, she didn't? No, she just got ugly, and then a lawsuit, and then won. Exactly. Ms. Bean, there was this going to be this fake thing where um, where Chanel number one was going to scare the ragtag misfit uh, pledges into leaving the house by allegedly frying Ms. Bean, the maid's face. But apparently the fryer was on, and so she actually fried Ms. Bean's face. And it looked like she had, like, nachos on her face. It did! She looked. She had nacho face! She had and nacho I, face. And I, and I guess that's why she was pulling it down? <laughs> yes, she was going to eat them. It was nacho face. Um, wait, not for nothing. What grown-ass woman listens to a little-ass girl on some stupid-ass plan like that? I mean, they do call her White Mammy. What the fucking fuck? <laughs> Well, nothing, nothing like well, there is that. My favorite part was when they were at the coffee shop, and she was like, "Miss Bean, go sort the trash." Oh, <laughs> and you saw her in the background sorting the trash. It was fantastic. And then, like, what, like, why? Did she, like, I just never like. Why, what would make you take orders from a bitch that's not paying you? Well, I'm assuming that she's oh. getting paid. She's getting that's paid. her yeah, job. I thought she was paid from the school, though. I thought she was like, you know, those like. Like oh, okay. Sorority. Well, yeah, I get what you're saying, but I guess because so, like, she's, she no. works for the sorority house, so she, she I guess, she pledge, you know? So she thought she was a pledge? Yeah, she thought she was a pledge. That's what she thought. <laughs> and then the next <laughs> death was <laughs> Chanel. <laughs> yes. So the next death was Chanel the number five, ever. who uh, died via text, basically. <laughs> Do you want to dance with the devil? 
And that she was, was also awesome. tweeting, which that was, was Chanel great. number two, and that was the best friggin' death scene ever. And no, the Chanel number two, she, yeah, she's not Chanel number five. Chanel number five is Abigail yeah. Breslin. And the fact that she kept getting stabbed and still kept coming back. Like, <laughs> like she got stabbed, and then she kicked him. And instead of running away out the door, she ran to her computer to compose a tweet. Then died before she could send it. <laughs> but then she came back and she sent it. And she it kept it back. under 140 characters, but it was still fucking long. Yeah, it oh really my God. was, wasn't it? My other question was, why would you text after getting stabbed the first time? Please stop. Please stop. Well, because why? she's not the brightest bulb in, you know, the past. Well, I, I think the reason why I like that death so much is because it pretty much showed how our, our attachment to our own phones would be our own undoing, you know? I know I may have taken that a little bit too deep. No, that it's was, true. Like, I think we have a show here about uh, The Walking Dead, and we've always said that modern day people, if they actually saw a zombie, like millennials, would probably go up and take a selfie and then get bitten or something. Yeah. Right. Little dumbass. Yeah, not my black ass. <laughs> Bye. Yes. That's when, my, that's when my inner black comes out and I'm running. Like, oh, did you hear that? Woo! See, you're not even going to finish that sentence because I've already started running. <laughs> Not getting bit. But anyway, we and digress. The next death was deaf Taylor Swift. As we mentioned, she got her head uh, run over by the lawnmower. Yes! Wow. That was no almost the number one death for me because I hate no Taylor me. Swift. I so, was, I that was the number one death for me. I was so happy I was, she was dead. I want to go on record and say, Taylor, if you fall off of a, if you take a long walk off a short bridge anytime soon, I totally endorse you. Uh, I just want her to know that. I, so yeah, that, that death was awesome. It was kind I of like uh, oh my god, so mean. I feel like I feel like Taylor's such a sweet girl. Oh, no, I feel like she's. And then <laughs> after that, our girl though, our sweet girl Shondell, stabbed Aww. in the neck. Oh poor Shondell. She gets tossed out the car. I don't think she's dead. She got. Where was the body? Nah. Well, also, Miss Bean's body disappeared. No, you saw the morgue though, so I think some of those bodies were actual dead. Yeah, but we also saw Nick Jonas or whatever his character's name was. Well, yeah, and that's the <laughs> final quote-unquote death. Uh, so like we a, saw uh, Boone with the Red Devil. No, but we saw that one. But we saw that one body, and then there was plenty of bodies still slay, laying around. So I think Boone is the only one that has a deal. I think everybody else is dead. I think yeah. Boone is the partner because you know just like scream everybody has every killer if in real people world you know murderer has a partner if munch is right and it's a cannibal those things do keep bodies really cold and so like yeah the, 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 all those boxes keep a lot of bodies and keep a lot of stuff secret and safe like you, you don't know maybe Shondell's in I one think, of them I think you, yeah I think Shondell. the goal is to fill up I think the goal is to fill up that morgue. Or if it's a, if it's if it's what Munch said, it, it's not the the goal isn't to fill up the morgue. The goal is like it's the cannibal. Like she's it's cutting them up and like selling them or like or to other places. Isn't that what she said? Like 
she gave the yeah she gave a weird that was like a weird yeah. uh, right. analogy that kind of you know came out of nowhere which who knows maybe might have some sort of truth some at somewhere but she did mention she was like well let's say if the killer was a cannibal and the, the you know if the cannibal was eating people you know wouldn't you think you know she would be safer with like a bunch of people around her as opposed to like being at your house and you're the only person trying to take care of her that it was a weird type of thing i was like why would you immediately assume that this killer is a cannibal yeah that's, that... that's another reason why you would put the finger towards you know miss munch because it's like why are you trying to keep sorority girls in the sorority instead of letting them go including when their parents come to retrieve them right yeah it's interesting it's intriguing maybe it's like pretty liars maybe they're like a team of people maybe it's not just like one or two people maybe it's like a freaking crew of people and they got like game plan well, I since Prince stupid. is stuck on trying to guess what's happening, let's actually move into our <laughs> campus superlative section of the show. So, uh, Prince, since you were bursting at the seams uh, since we started right. this, who do you think will 100% survive, just one person that will 100% survive, and who do you think the killer slash killers are? All right. 100% survive, it's obviously going to be Grace. She's the main character, and she's going to find out why this is going on. It's just the obvious, you know. Let's just state the obvious. Um, as for who I think the killers are, see, this is going to be kind of creative. I think it is, clearly, since we have already seen Boone fake had a fake death, Boone is part of the team. I feel like since Boone is part of the team, that makes Chad his accomplice because Chad is in psychology and has this odd, weird thing about dead bodies and having sex with dead corpses and creepy shit like that. So why wouldn't he go be... He's probably the killer. And I feel like um, Miss Munch is the, the ringleader. She's the one that's telling him who to pick off because she's sleeping with him and that's how she's keeping him around. Uh-huh. That's my my kill team. Priscilla. Okay. So, um, for me, who I think has, like, plot armor, who is going to, like, stay until the very end, is actually Chanel number one. Because I think that she's the one that's going to get, like, punished by the killer, who's going to, like, get everybody picked off of, and who's going to be like, it's your fault, and just basically, like, a witch hunt against her. Uh, and who I think the killer actually is, I think it's a team up of, um, obviously Boone's helping, uh, but I think he's actually helping Chanel number five because they gave each other really weird looks when Chanel was like, Chanel number five was like, I'm her best friend and I'm not going to let you come here and like ruin the sorority. And Chanel number five did give that really weird look when uh, they were leaving the body in the icebox and they were like, leave the icebox open. And she's always been there when uh, the Red Devil comes, like right afterwards. And she wasn't scared to go up to, the, to, up to see what the Red Devil was doing because she knew that nobody was up in the second floor already. Mm. And I think that Jamie Lee Curtis is... Uh, the, like as uh, Munch is the last like Red Devil, but I don't think that she's part of like their squad. I think she's got her own agenda. I think she's using the Red Devil as like to further her own cause, her own weird, sexy claws. Her <laughs> own weird sexy claws. Wait. Whoa. Okay. So, 
Because Priscilla said something, can I touch on something real quick about that? You can't change your answer. No, I'm not changing my answer. I just kind of, all right, so my little assumption, I I just never got a chance to say it, was I think it's weird, but I kind of feel like um, Chanel number five might be the baby. But if she, but if she is the baby, that's that that furthers my point. Like that's why she didn't want uh, Grace to go into the into the room because she doesn't want her secret to be revealed. Why she like a cause as to why she is the Red Devil? Why she wants to get revenge on the sorority? Why she wants to bring it down? And why she wants to bring Chanel down? Okay, well then I guess that contradicts mm-hmm. my answer. You know what? Re- I recant. I recant my statement. okay in the court of law Wilson your theories well I don't know if my answers is gonna be any good now so yeah it's pretty much I'm sitting there listening to these guys I'm like it's pretty much just take my answer answer that I can't use because I contradicted mine okay so I'm just gonna add on a little bit okay I think uh, Dean Munch has her own little thing going. Either she's got her own little red devil, she's like a red devil herself, or she's like using the red devil situation to go ahead and knock a few people off in the process. And there's somebody else, actually, a team, obviously Boone, and someone, I'm assuming, Chad, knock, they're the ones that's actually knocking people off, but they're somehow connected to de- to the. De- uh, to the Dean. Now, I hadn't really thought about Chanel uh, number five until you guys started talking about it. And the more I think about it, it, it's it's a lot of little, yeah, there's a lot of, I mean, like I said, there's great writing to this so far. And there's a lot of little things that like point to who could be different killers. But I think somehow they're all connected and they all know it's it's not just them doing it. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. But I think you already said right now that your team is Chad Boone and and munch like yeah pretty much and who i think is gonna make it to the end of course is grace but i know i've talked a lot of smack about kiki b palmer going down it's just being silly about you know black the token person going down i actually feel like she's gonna make it along with grace because they were the kind of the first ones to become become friends so somehow she'll make it into that safe bubble i mean she might have to scuffle a little bit and get away but i think she'll make it into that those last at least one or two episodes of the season. I definitely agree with that statement. And if they do have a second season and they try to repeat characters, I feel like those are the ca- those are the type of people they would want to try to keep for the next season. She has to make it to be black president. So yes, I, yes, I want her to so stay. True. I love her. Okay, so I I've do. listened I to everybody, and I'm trying not to repeat too much of what people said, so I think it's kind of obvious that probably Emma Roberts and Grace will make it to the end, so I'm not going to say them. I'm going to say Dean Munch is going to make it to the end, because I don't think that they would kill off Jamie Lee Curtis. I don't think she would let that happen. Yeah, no. Yeah, I don't think they're going to kill her off. I do like the theory that she's involved in it, but I'm not going to include her in mine because I have a feeling every week we're going to sort of like evolve in our theories until we get to the end. So what I will say, I like the idea of Chanel number five being involved and I uh, like the idea that Boone is involved. In my theory, I don't know if um, Chad is involved, but I, at least those two are doing something devious together. Mm-hmm. You guys didn't get a red flag from him talking about 
the dead corpse when he was having sex with her? Well, I, then if I if we did that, then I would also throw in Hester into the mix. I just Ooh. think he's funny, and he's but like just, obsessed with death. I don't think Hester is, unless yeah, but you then, know, maybe the neck brace is Ooh. fake. Yeah. But then, okay, so you know what? If we were to look at it in that sense, if it's based on stuff obsessed with death, Hester and friggin' Chad would be the killers. Oh, shit. Ooh. And then they're going to end up fucking by episode 10 or something. They've already been fucking. <laughs> Maybe that's why her neck is broken. Wow. My neck, my back. Wow. <laughs> Wait, I got a wow. question. So who's your favorite scream queen? Who, who had the best scream this, mm. this episode? Mm. Nisi Nash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but but if it ha- but if it has to be one of the sorority girls, it was Leah Michelle, it, it Zayde, uh, Zayde Williams, I, I, uh, Kiki Palmer's character, like I love her. She she's I felt the best. I felt the best scream was um Leah Michelle when they were the lawnmower. Well, that's because they focused on her the most. Maybe Leah Michelle's taking them all out because the, because she wants the solo. Do you notice that it's always people that sing? She calls them mom. Like she the wants mommy. the solo. No, she's she like, killed off the one, the one that sings Shake It Off, and she tried to kill off Nick Jonas. And we do know mm-hmm. that Shondell is a good singer, too. She killed Ariana Grande. Yeah, she's not a good singer, so... Bye. Yeah. She took Mariah Carey's voice, so if you like Mariah Carey, then you shouldn't be mad. She pulled the Ursula. There's one less problem without her. <laughs> <laughs> I promise this last time I'll say that. But, uh, okay, so it's time now, as we start getting close to the end, to get a little spoilery. Right now, let's dive into some spoilers for upcoming episodes of Scream Queens. This is an official spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. So I'm going to start off by discussing the ratings really quick. Fox's Scream Queens debuted to 4 million total viewers and 1.6 in the key demographic. Comparing that to what Fox aired about a year ago, there was a a reality show called Utopia, which did 2.5 million and 0.9 in the demographic. And in the 9 o'clock hour about a year ago, a combo of New Girl and The Mindy Project averaged 2.5 9 million and 1.5 in the demographic. So for Fox, this isn't the best numbers. It kind of is much more comparable to like American Horror Story on FX, unfortunately, but uh, I don't think Fox would like to have cable size numbers since it's a broadcast and network show. So we'll see how it does. Uh, I'm going to assume, especially since this was heavily trending on Twitter, that maybe this might be the type of show that improves once they add live plus three. Live plus three means, uh, you know, people that have DVR'd and uh, streaming services and that kind of thing gets added into the mix as well as on demand. So, uh, so far it sort of did okay-ish. It got beat by the Muppets, which uh, I thought was kind of awesome in a sense. I enjoyed the Muppets, but I enjoyed Scream Queens as well. Yes, but the thing about that one is that's fine that the Muppets beat them because it's not their actual time slot. So we were actually invading the Muppets' time slot. That is true, too. Uh, They settle into uh, their official time slot of 9 p.m. this week. So we'll see if, you know, maybe that helps uh, or hinders them as well. They'll also have a different lead in as opposed to just local programming. Moving into some interviews that have come out post uh, 
premiere and there's a little bit of information which might be interesting to all of you it seems that uh, you can't mourn ariana grande yet because chanel number two will be back ryan murphy has stated she comes back i believe in episode six and maybe more she's recurring definitely everyone thinks she's gone but she's not gone and uh, ryan murphy continued to tease to entertainmentweekly.com i w- you know i wouldn't say she's a ghost nothing you see nothing you think is happening is happening on the show you think some people are dead they're not dead and uh, then he went on went on to talk about um joe jo- i mean um not joe jonas nick jonas went on to um sorry on entertainmentweekly.com nick jonas went on to talk about his character and he says i can tell you that he is a part of the team of people involved in this master revenge plan his history with it goes very very deep yes and Ryan Murphy says, one of my favorite things is that he's spying and traveling around the campus dressed incognito, sort of like as uh, Joaquin Phoenix. So I guess he's dressed looking like sort of like bumish in a sense. <laughs> so that'll be interesting to see. And um, another tidbit that came out is uh, someone from Entertainment Weekly was on set in one of the later episodes, sort of like observing one of the filmings. And he said that he observed a scene with Dean Munch and there were three people dressed as the Red Devil Hmm. interacting with Dean Munch. So I don't know if she was getting attacked or if she was conferring with them. And apparently (laughs) one of the individuals didn't have a red devil outfit on because uh apparently you know they ran out of red devil outfits so they they were dressed up as like another character but they were also sort of like a killer Mm -hmm. so that'll be interesting to see and in an interview for cnn.com they um they interviewed uh who is this with? Uh, they interviewed, uh, you know, just a bunch of the the people behind uh, the scenes: uh, Ryan Murphy, Brad Falchuk, and Ian Brennan. And uh, they give an answer to a question that all of you had during tonight's program: Chanel Number no. Three's earmuffs. Is it a fashion choice, or will it become significant at some point? And the answer is, there is a very specific reason why she wears them, and you find out in either episode 6 or 7, we find out why she wears the earmuffs, and it's not just fashion, it's necessity. The funny thing with that is that it didn't start as a necessity, it started as fun, and then once we had them and it looked great, it was like, oh, we've got to give a good reason for it. So we put that in there. I'm telling you, Ooh, it's right. so her it brains will... You know what I think it is? Because now you just said the spoiler, I think she might be part of the group too, and she's being reported to through a headset. Okay. Wow. It's getting all fancy and conspiracy theories. She's not no, like dumb, it. She's not as dumb as we think she is. She just plays dumb. I think it's like Heather Morris and her brains are leaking out, and that's why she needs them to plug it up. Wow. There you go. So before we wrap things up, during our extra special, slightly a little bit longer than usual premiere episode, well, it was a two-hour show that we had to cover, so it makes sense that we went over by a few minutes. Any final thoughts on the two-hour season premiere? Priscilla? I'm looking forward to more, and I'm hoping it's like... 
again, just as like at the beginning, I'm hoping for more deaths and I'm hoping that like, like you said, with the three red devils, I'm hoping that like it, it turns out that with these more devils, more deaths. <laughs> Not bad. Wilson, who started off uh, this recap hating the show, are you liking it a little bit more? Um, I think I'm, <laughs> I'm on the fence with that one still. So I'm going to be like Wilson in Home Improvement and be looking over from the edge. I really don't know how I feel on this one yet. But I do think if they continue to, with the devs, the show will pick up a little bit. So with that, like I said, it's pretty slick. It's well-polished. It's, it's well-written. I like the visuals. Um, I, like, I kind of like the. It's kind of gimmicky, and I kind of like that. I kind of get the reason why they're doing it. Um, if I could just get a little bit... I don't know, more of something and a little bit less of whatever else it is. Maybe I'll come to the dark side. But at this point, it's cool. I just look forward to seeing how everybody plays out. And hopefully we can get a more masculine character to uh, pop his head up in. So, yeah, I'm still on the fence. I'm sorry, guys. Love you, but I'm on the fence. I don't know how I feel about this show yet. But we'll see how it goes along as the season progresses. Prince? I like the show. You know me. I'm all about the murder. So as long as they keep murdering people... Even if it's not real murders, they're they're the thing I like about this is they're keeping the murders realistic. Like it's not right, Hester. Well, I'm <laughs> just saying, like I'm so used to watching shows where like the murders are so far fetched, and like it's like when would you ever be like what kind of like situation? Like this seems a little bit more realistic because it's like okay, Hazen, okay, so that's how some of them get into play. Like tax murders they're, they're are little, completely real. Oh, well, no, that's not real. But, like, you know, he's just stabbing them. It's not like he's doing, like, some weird far-fetched shit. Like, he's keeping it nice and simple. He's not, like, you know... People getting their face burned off with the grease. Yeah, but he didn't do that. I'm talking about, like, murder-wise. Like, the murderer's keeping it nice and simple. He's, like, stabbing people in their necks and, like, you know, straight just Right, I get what you're saying. I'm like, it's not like one of those like far fetched where like you're like the killer could never do some shit like that. Like he's in a devil suit. How's he chasing? Like you know, how's he flying down the hallway after somebody? Like it's realistic. Yeah. But I also, what else do I like about it? I, I also do like that they're being different with the depths too. Like a lawnmower, the friggin' deep fryer. Like even the first death, like normal murder shows, they never really just have someone just bleeding out. Like people going back to a party, like. It's always, oh my Waterfalls god, someone's dead, jam. what are we going to do? That's what I'm saying, Waterfalls is the jam, she's on top of the table, just straight gigging, like, hey. Yo, she was the only death that I've been sad about yet. Everybody else, I was like, yeah. I'm, can I, we never got to who we want to die yet. We never got to that point yet. Can we do that, or is that too sadistic for this type of show? Well, really quick, so everyone gets uh, about 10 seconds to say who they want to die next. Wilson, since you you're very excited to kill people, <laughs> go. Who do you want to die next week? I actually want Hester to go. Oh wow! I go. like Hester. Candle Prince, blogger. who do you want to die next week? Candle blogger. Okay. <laughs> Priscilla. Grace. Ooh. Oh wow! <laughs> That's not gonna happen. Not this soon. <laughs> Okay, uh, next week, just to say someone different, I'll say Predatory Les. Oh, why are you guys Because I have a like feeling that? like she's not a regular character. I mean, she's had, she had like maybe two lines, so that means that she's expendable. Mm-hmm. We know. No. I, well, I, actually, are we still in the spoiler section? Because she is going to die. <laughs> well, there you go. 
<laughs> so, uh, well, before we leave, uh, just really quick, my final thoughts. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun show. I had fun with all of you here tonight. So I'm excited to continue on this journey with all of you. So, uh, listeners, join us next time for a brand new installment of Are You Afraid? Scream Queens. Visit poppychuloradio.com slash archives to download this episode and many more. Registered users will gain access to our archives of previously aired broadcasts. Please like us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash PCR Are You Afraid? Also like Poppy Chulo Radio on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash Poppy Chulo Radio. You can email us with any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns at contact at poppychuloradio.com co-hosts can you please wish the listeners a good night night guys everybody take it easy family love you thanks for tuning in everyone join us every sunday at 8 p.m eastern 5 p.m pacific for a brand new installment of are you afraid scream queens good night everyone